100 episodes and nearly a full year later, I feel like I've learned some of my most powerful, needle-moving leadership lessons in that time frame. And I'll tell you, there have been many times in the last year where I've leaned on my closest family to get through some of my toughest times. And I've said more times than I can even count to my mom or some of my friends that I wish there was a camera crew on us as we navigated what came with the last year of growth. Viewers would quite literally wonder if we were insane to keep going despite what we had been up against. And I know this episode, I can't paint a full picture because we don't have a year to talk it through. But at the same time that it's been so hard, it's been so moving and so inspiring and so joy-filled. There's just been this wild juxtaposition of hard and possible, hard and knowing that we are exactly where we're meant to be in this moment. And sometimes I can't even wrap my head around all the grace and true possibility that's come during this time. So I've distilled the last 100 episodes, because that's apparently how you measure time as a podcaster, into the five most powerful, dial-moving, and life-changing leadership lessons that were too good not to share, and also not what you're going to hear in the mainstream. These aren't the obvious metrics of leadership and growth. So Let's jump into today's episode. I want you walking away feeling empowered, knowing that you're not alone walking through the tough seasons, and just seeing the vision ahead and having what you need to equip yourself to become the leader you're called to be to carry out that mission. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Okay, the first leadership lesson that really opened my eyes to the next level of what's available to me is that I have another gear. Okay, we all have another gear. And I think in times in the past for me, I have hit limits, whether it be a physical limit because I'm so exhausted or I have all this health stuff going on or an emotional limit of I just need to take a break and this is just too much or a limit in schedule or time where I feel like I'm just spread too thin and I've hit my wall. Just all these limits in belief. I'm not ready for this. I'm not capable of this. And what I realized going into this last year was I'm not telling myself that story anymore. I don't have a limit. I have another gear. So anytime I hit a wall now or a 
a place where I would have typically cashed it in before, I asked myself, what do I need to do to kick it into my next gear? What would the version of me who sees a way forward, how would she approach this next struggle or this situation or this problem or this opportunity? And I know and I believe in taking care of yourself and listening to your body and not overdoing it. I'm not talking about burning yourself out. I'm talking about the mental story that we tell ourselves of when it gets really hard, we start to make the excuses of, oh, I just need a break, or I just need self-care, or I just need to take it easy, or I'm just going to slow down, when it's not necessarily warranted. Because I knew walking into all that we were exploring over this past year in business and personally and financially and all the different things that we were taking on and the risks we were taking, I knew it was going to require me to level up. I knew it was going to require me to actually see the world through a new lens. And I wasn't going to be successful by my own metrics. I'm not talking about you know, society standards. I wasn't going to be successful in that if I allowed myself to try and operate in my traditional gear, in my standard gear. There was a period where I was hosting an event. I host a fair amount of events and a lot of mastermind retreats and different things like that. And I started to get sick. And I think because of my health battles that I've been facing for the last few years, when I get sick, it's like someone takes me out at the knees. It's not, uh, oh, I just don't feel good. It's like things start shutting down on me, including my brain, to the point where finishing sentences and doing that kind of stuff is just like an absolute slog. And then physically I react. So my body starts to get a lot of inflammation and my joints actually swell up and are really painful. And I start to get all this pain in my spine and I have trouble sleeping and I get like a heaviness in my chest and just all these symptoms that arise where my typical gear would say, I can't do this. But I've started approaching moments like that. And I know there are a lot of people who are going to disagree with me because this example in particular is me being sick. But I was hosting an event. And in my mind, it was I made a promise to the people attending that I was going to give them the best possible experience. And just because I'm facing my own valley and my own challenge, I'm not going to sacrifice that potential for them. So I asked myself, can you do this or can you truly not do it? Like, are you telling yourself the story that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick. This isn't available to me. Or am I saying it would be freaking nuts for me to keep going? And I've started to approach things a little bit differently, knowing that I'm trying to get into a new space and new levels of possibility that I haven't tapped into before, where I'm like, all right, previously I would have said, no, I can't do this. And now I'm saying, what do I have to do to do this? So I pulled out all the stops. I started doing all the things that I knew would help me keep functioning at the level I needed to for those couple of days, knowing that there was a finish line for me, knowing that I showed up with a promise for these people and I was going to deliver. My problem wasn't going to become their problem and I was going to go all in and I was going to do things above and beyond what I would typically do physically to take care of myself in that time. So I was taking ice baths to take out the inflammation out of my body. I was eating insanely clean, not having a sip of alcohol, even though I'm taking these people out for dinner and drinks and uh, I'm not touching it. I'm not having any processed sugar. So I was willing to make the sacrifices necessary to support my body in a time where 
if I were doing the normal things, it wouldn't have sustained. We also were in a launch. Right before the, a launch, this is just another example, right before a launch, we, were, we moved everything over to a brand new system. So a new CRM, we were moving all of our information over to this new database. We were leveraging new systems. We had gotten rid of all of our email systems that we use, like ActiveCampaign and Kajabi and all the tools that we used. And we were moving things over. We had new team aboard and we were gearing up for a brand new launch. And this is where I wish the camera crew was there because it, it didn't feel like it. it. It was true that every day a new tech challenge or a new challenge would arise that the old me would have said, all right, this is not working. Like I quit. <laughs> I am not doing this. We're going back to the old way. It was easier. And instead we approached as a team and really had to pep each other up through this process. What do we need to do to work through this to get on the other side and to be better? So every time we faced a challenge, we stopped looking at it as a problem that was stopping us in our tracks. And we started looking at it as an opportunity to come together as a team and to solve that problem for the long-term benefit of it. Because we knew it was a hurdle we were getting over. It wasn't, you know, a mountain cliff we were falling off of. As all of this was happening, I had family with health challenges back home and I was starting to fly regularly between Wisconsin and New Hampshire. So I was booking flights at crazy hours so that I wouldn't have to miss a workday or, or things that were scheduled as we were prepping for lunch, but I could still be there to take family to appointments and to do the things that I needed to do at home. Normally, I would have told myself, oh, I have to pick. It has to be either or, or this is too insane. Like you live in Wisconsin, someone else is going to have to take care of things back home. I had all these stories banked up as to why I couldn't do it. And I think the purpose and the point of this first bullet of uh, I have another gear is to remind you that you have another gear. There are a lot of things that you want and that you crave and that you envision that you're trying to get there as the old version of you who is operating at a lower level. And I'm not, again, this is like, I, I can already hear the self-care, self-love people coming at me hardcore because I'm preaching burnout. I'm not preaching that at all. These are limited moments in time of proving to yourself and showing yourself what you're truly capable of and turning it up a notch when you normally wouldn't access that gear. So it's very intentional. It's not long-term. It's not a new way of living. I'm not going to live like this forever. There's another side to this thing. And the only way for me to get there is to, to charge a little bit harder to ramp things up a little bit, to stop telling myself the stories that have held me back from doing that. So what stories have you told yourself and what new story, what new truth do you have to insert to show yourself what you're really capable of? You see it all the time, people running marathons or people climbing Mount Everest, where they have to access that next gear in order to hit their goal, in order to achieve the thing, in, in order to live the way they want to live, to summit, to have the views, to whatever it is. I experienced it in childbirth, going through natural childbirth 24 hours with my daughter and feeling like I can, like literally I cannot do this. And then being told you have to access a higher level version of you who can do this because you're doing it. Make it happen. And it's just that mentality of like, there's no way out. It's only through. And you access that next gear and you see what's truly possible for you. The second thing that I took away from the last 100 episodes of time, because again, that's how I measure, is reminding myself 
and viewing my life through the lens of, okay, I'm not here for easy. I had this conversation with my mom, and I think as a parent, it's our natural inclination to want to protect our kids from pain. And I'm 34 years old, my mom still does it for me. And we were having a talk about some of the leaps that we were going to be taking in business that come with some risk, but massive possibility. And she's like, oh, I just don't want you to experience the pain if this doesn't work out. Like, that is going to be really hard. I just want it to feel easy for you. And it struck me like, man, I'm not, I'm not here for easy. That's not what I'm signed up for. And I don't want you to protect me in a way that keeps me sheltered from hard. And I thought about my own kids and I thought about how many times I want to protect them or make it easier for them. But easy isn't the goal. Easy isn't the goal. And it's not going to serve them in who they're becoming. And I had to stop setting that expectation of like, oh, when is it going to feel easy or why does it look so easy for them and put my blinders on and stop setting that low bar expectation of easy that isn't going to get me where I want to be and more importantly, isn't going to help me become who I'm called to be. When you, so this is interesting, right? So like going back to the climbing Mount Everest example which to me is crazy, but like more power to the people who do it. They don't sign up to do that thinking, oh, this is going to be so easy. It's going to be so nice. I'm going to get a nice tan as I walk up the mountain and then I'm going to stop and we'll, we'll sample some wines on the side of this cliff. And then when we get to the top, we'll just take in the views and relax. And then we'll gently glide down the side of the mountain. Like they're not doing it because of easy. They're doing it for the possibility and for who they become in the process of training and in actually doing it and what they are forced to overcome. So this kind of combines one and two of there's another gear and I'm not signing up for easy. So what I come back to for myself and what I would challenge you with is asking you, why are you being called to this? Whatever this might be, like how is this bigger than you in your struggles and your emotions that you're bound to face in the process. You want easy? Go back to what keeps you hovering right around mediocrity. You've probably been there before. You've probably tasted that at some point in your life, and it tasted bad, which is why you shifted gears. But then you shifted gears thinking you could have something better, but it would somehow be as easy as it was to sit on your can and do nothing. It doesn't work that way. You asked for amazing. You asked for massive potential. You asked for groundbreaking. You asked for the next level. That's not achieved through kicking your feet up and gliding your way there. It doesn't mean you can't create systems and possibilities and different ways of living that make it easier, but you didn't ask for easy if you're in this world. You're an entrepreneur. You can't step into this space and want success at the same time you want it to be super easy. You have another gear and you didn't ask for easy. The third thing, and this is probably the one I would highlight the most, is I just became hyper aware over this last year of going through a lot. And I'm not even like beginning to capture what a lot looks like, but in walking through so many challenges, which by the way, I'm truly grateful for each one of them. Like when I say my prayers at the end of the night and I sit with God for that half hour, even if it's one of those days where I was humbled to no end throughout the day, pulling my hair out, fumes coming out of my ears, just 
struggling to see how I'm going to get to the other side of it, I was thankful. I was thankful for the opportunity to figure it out and to grow. And this third one is the fact that you have to create the space to do that. And that contemplation is as important, if not more important, than massive action. I have made the mistake many times in the past, including different times throughout the last year, where I go back to where my comfort zone is, which is massive action. I am incredibly good at saying, what do I need to do? And then going and doing it and turning it up a notch and going to that next year and doing what other people aren't willing to do and don't think is possible to do and aren't willing to sacrifice for. And I can do it and make it happen. And I do that so much that I don't come up for air to think about what I'm doing, to imagine where I'm going, to taste it again, to know why I'm there and what I'm working towards. Are you picturing all of the ways you'll be challenged and how you'll rise to them? Can you see the team that's running alongside you? Can you feel the heartbeat of the people that you're serving along the way? Are you taking time to question things and ask how they could be better or different? Or to think through some of the tougher decisions or things ahead of you in your business or in your life? And are you dreaming up and innovating new ideas? Being contemplative instead of solely being active. Entrepreneurs are comfortable in activity. We're actually super uncomfortable outside of it. Doing something that's not productive, like that's death, right? But I'm arguing that contemplation, time to think and to envision and to imagine and to question and to push your mind outside of sitting with a computer on your lap or getting a task done is as powerful, if not maybe the key to what you cannot yet access and you're not leveraging it. So being contemplative instead of solely active or even reactive, it allows you to break into a new level of leadership and thinking and possibility. The people that you admire, the ones that truly have figured it out, they're dedicating actual time, if not the most amount of time, to contemplation, to thinking, to imagining, to envisioning. You train your brain differently than people who just go and make it happen and just do the work all the time without thinking it through and looking ahead and you rise up out of and off of the hamster wheel because there are successful entrepreneurs who just live in action but they are 100% limited they cannot get to their next level of possibility and leadership without this piece the fourth thing that for me goes along with this because i've brought my team into this is surrounding yourself with good people, good team, and raising them up in a strong culture. Competence isn't enough. And it's also not enough reason to keep someone on the team that isn't aligned. A lot of times we hire one out of desperation and two, looking at someone's skill sets. Tell me what you've done before. Where's your experience? How will you serve on this team based on your skills? But when you're thinking about and you're truly in contemplation and you're envisioning that future, Especially in small, like this isn't typically our listeners are not people with a team of 500 people. We're talking like smaller teams. The power is in the heartbeat of your people. You hire for where you're going, not just in skill or mission, but in quality of life and leadership and the energy that they bring to the team. And when you have as the leader a vision for where you're going and your people have that vision too, and they resonate with it, 
and it clicks, you can get through anything together. And if you keep someone on your team because of just their skill alone, they can become an anchor in pursuit of that vision, even if they're really good at what they do. If they don't have the right energy or heart for what they do, if they don't have the right connection or spirit for the team, if they're not a team player, if they're just checking off their list, that can slow you down more than speed you up. And I learned that, I don't know if it was the hard way or the right way or whatever, over this last year. And it was like, we went from having clipped wings to just soaring. And it's so, so amazing. And the final thing that I'll share is make the tough choice sooner rather than later. You're the leader. Cannot operate solely from emotion. You cannot avoid what you don't want to do because it's going to be painful or hard if you know it's the right thing to do. Always do the right thing and do the right thing now. So it's time to fire the client that leaves you feeling dread every time you open your email, hoping that they haven't sent you a message, right? Money that they give you is not worth the pound of flesh it takes from you every time you think of them. It's time to let go of that team member who is absolutely fabulous at what they do, but they do not line up with your mission any longer, or they're slowing down or dulling the energy within the team. It's time to let go of the project that sucks the life out of you or the offer that you keep launching and creating because it brings in the money, but it's slowing you down from what you're really called to create. It's time to stop doing things that are not aligned, that are not for you, that do not light your heart up. I'm not saying that everything you do in business, you're going to enjoy every second. Remember a few bullets ago, we were talking about how hard is part of the process. I'm not talking about easy versus hard. I'm talking about aligned, right for you or not. And it's time to have the tough conversations. Maybe that person on your team doesn't need to be let go, but you haven't had the balls to sit down and have a conversation with them that needs to be had that's going to help them grow into who they need to be to help serve this mission because you've been afraid to ruffle feathers. You've been afraid to offend. You've been afraid to live in the values that you've chosen to preach but not live by within your business and in your life. And it's time to stop saying yes to the shiny opportunities that take you away from family too much or that pay the bills but suck the life out of you or that have you traveling all the time when it's a goal to be home. There is such a detriment to living out of integrity. And when you say one thing and you live another way, it's time to do the right thing. It's time to stop doing that. So make those tough choices and make them now. Make them now. It might cause you some pain up front right? But you didn't sign up for easy and you have another gear. So it doesn't matter. You're going to get through it. You're going to figure out and at least you're going to finally be in flow and in process towards where you're actually supposed to go instead of just doing what you've always done. So to recap, one, I have another gear. Two, I didn't ask for easy. Three, contemplation is as important, if not more important than massive action. Four, surround yourself with good team and raise them up in a strong culture that you dictate. And five, make the tough choice. Do the right thing now, sooner rather than later. I hope that this serves you. And if this show has served you in any way, I'm humbly asking you to share it. So please take a screenshot, tag us on social media, 
share it with your audience, just pass it along to a friend. Our goal over the next 100 episodes, the next 100,000 episodes, is to continue to tap into our next gear, to serve you at a higher level, to challenge you, to push you, to help you to become the leader you're called to be so that you can live out the mission that's on your heart, both in your business and in your home, and really, truly find that success and that legacy that's calling you. Thanks for tuning in. And if this really spoke to you, please leave a five-star review. Let us know what you think and continue to share it. Okay, talk to you soon. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.